Hi, I'm Karen, and this is The Divine Feminist, a podcast about putting the magic and the common sense of balance back at the very centre of our world, and along the way reconnecting with the perfect spark of usness that's always been waiting outside of the boxes and the shoulds of society, ready to bring us back, back to ourselves. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get going. Welcome to this special introduction to the Divine Feminist Podcast. I'm really excited about this and a little nervous too. And although I can't promise this first episode will be the best one ever, there's definitely a steep learning curve here for me. I'm incredibly grateful to you for taking the time to listen. You're probably wondering what this is all about, what this term Divine Feminist actually means, why I started using it and what you can expect from this podcast over the coming weeks and months. So I thought it might make sense to start there. First of all, though, let me introduce myself. I'm Karen. I'm a soul-led counselling therapist, a writer, a coach and a guide, based in Northumberland, up in the northeast of England, almost as far north as you can go before you reach the Scottish border. I live there in a little house with my dog Callie, who you'll see a lot of over on my Instagram if you ever head there, and you'll quite possibly hear a bit of if I don't manage to get this editing log cracked. I work one-to-one with women right across the world to hold space for their stories and help them to work through and with the places that have been keeping them stuck, moving forwards into a more balanced future where they're free to really live the lives that they want to instead of repeating the patterns that they've been trapped in. I bloody love the work that I do. Nothing at all makes me happier than the moment in a session where I hear someone talk or see them smile and suddenly think, ah, there you are. The real you that was underneath all of that pain you've been carrying all of this time. I really love it and it's something that just lights me up. But it wasn't always that way. I spent the first 10 or more years of my professional life working in the world of corporate communications. First of all in the finance and energy sectors, which I'm aware don't sound that exciting. And then in the world of professional sports, which sounds much more exciting but was really the most toxically masculine environment I've ever been in. That said though, those were all good jobs. They taught me a lot and they introduced me to some absolutely brilliant people, but they never really lit me up, you know? And that's why I took the decision to retrain and qualify for a whole new career where I could help people and support them through the same kind of journey I'd taken for myself. Because you see, I am also a geek, a real spiritual geek. I've been connecting with ancestral guides and spirits through regular practice and later work as a spiritual medium for almost 15 years now. And I've been reading books on all things soulful for as long as I can remember. I actually read my first book on past lives when I was eight and I stole my dad's book while we were away on holiday. And it kind of just snowballed from there, really. Over the last few years, I've led workshops and courses on all manner of spiritual and personal development topics. And that's not over. I'm still learning, growing and healing myself every single day. And I love that I not only get to investigate that and share it with other people, but also that I get to guide and support them through their own journeys in that way too. It really is such a beautiful thing to be involved with. In my spare time, I love to be outdoors in nature. 
I'm permanently trying to perfect a recipe for a decent dairy-free brownie. I'm a complete and utter geek and I love to travel. And of course, I'm a divine feminist, which is where we started. So let's get back there, eh? What does that term actually mean? To explain what it means to me, I probably need to go way back and start a good few years ago. Because back in the day, I really didn't consider myself a feminist. Now, before you switch off and shoot me down, let me explain why that was. Because back then, the media had sold me an image of feminists as angry, hairy armpitted, bra-burning women. And since I was a little bit scared of my own anger, you'll be pleased to know that changed, I've always felt uncomfortably sweaty when my pits are too hairy, and I really liked the expensive, pretty bras I'd bought. I really wasn't sure I'd get on board with that. Back then, I only actually knew two women who identified themselves as feminists, and not only did they both kind of fit that stereotype, they also poured a great deal of scorn on red lipstick, romantic comedies, and a lot of the other things that I really loved. So all in all, I decided that, although I admired the bra burners and the suffragettes of old, feminism just wasn't something for me. Of course, in the years that followed, I started to feel differently. And possibly the biggest breakthrough of all came when I read a book, Code Red, by Lisa Lister, about tuning into and working with my menstrual cycle. The book itself was brilliant, as you'll undoubtedly know if you've heard me speak about it before. Because I love it. The guidance and the insight in Code Red completely changed my life, and my relationship with myself for the better. I started to realise that just because I felt a certain way, or even behaved a certain way for two days out of every month, that didn't have to define me. I'm in a constant state of flux. My hormones change throughout the month, and so do I. And that's okay. It's actually quite normal. But actually, the book went even deeper than that. Reading Code Red took me back to times that I'd toyed with in my past life work and that I'd read about in my studies of goddess-led spirituality, where masculine ways of thinking and believing weren't just considered to be all that there was, and the traditionally feminine held just as much stead. It talked about a time when women joined together in red tents every dark moon so that they could rest, nourish themselves and bleed together. Because once upon a time that did actually happen. It wasn't just some anecdote on the internet about women who moved in together and suddenly began bleeding together. But more on that another time. Code Red reminded me of a time when art and beauty were valued just as highly as science and money. And it took me back to ways of thinking that meant we could all celebrate ourselves for who and what we are, rather than having to fit into boxes and climb up ladders to be all the things we apparently should be. In short, it opened me up to a whole new idea of feminism. One that no one else seemed to be talking about, but that actually went even deeper than catcalling, female education, and the fact that there are more CEOs called John in the FTSE 100 than there are women. Although, of course, those things are important. And let me just stop here to say they really, truly are. We can't find a world of true balance. We can't find a world of equality. While women are still scared to walk down the street while girls in some countries aren't allowed to go to school or learn how to drive, where people aren't safe, simply for being born and then identifying as anything other than straight, white men. But the more I came to learn about feminism, the more I started to realise that all of these things are symptoms rather than causes. The cause goes so, so much deeper. Because actually, what I started to realise was that for the last however many hundreds of years, 
one half of all energy in the world, not just people, but energy, had been trampled upon and squished, until over time, everything that would fall in with one particular way of being came to be seen as less than another. Now, along the way of all of this, I'd also been learning about and working with some really deep divine feminine energy and learning more about goddess-led religion. I'd studied and found myself drawn to the times and belief systems from way back when, when a female deity was as revered as a male one, and Mother Nature and everything that she represented was sacred and honoured rather than claimed and pillaged for all it could give us. And with that, I started to recognise the connection between the ways we treat the earth today and the way that the feminine is viewed and treated by society too. All of that brought me to a place of recognising what other women were doing and being able to really get on board with all of those feminists that had gone before me in a much deeper and more respectful way. But also understanding that the previous waves of feminism just didn't feel wholly inclusive. Like the suffragettes who gave their lives for the vote, but only for women like them. Then there were the bra-burning women in the generation ahead of mine, who had been so desperate to compete with their male counterparts, so desperate to be seen as equals and given the same opportunities, that they'd forgotten about the women who were different to them. That along the way they'd even lost a lot of their own magic, so desperate to be seen as the same, that they'd forgotten about the places where they were different. And many of them had gone almost native in this men's world. And I noticed even that in the most up-to-date current generation of feminism, it had started to become less about equality and more about looking insta-perfect and putting rose gold backgrounds on wise inspirational quotes. Although, hands up, I do love an inspirational quote. And yes, it was about fighting for the rights of women who look just like you, largely women who already had more than a lot of privilege. I love the fact that social media has allowed us to really connect with people who are different to us, people right across the world. Personally, I can say I've learned more about racial equality and advocacy, for example, over the past few years than I ever did growing up in my very white corner of the UK. And although I'm no expert on the struggles of people who are different to me, and I'm learning every single day about how my privileges as a straight, white, cisgender woman from the West benefit me in my life, I do know where to go to learn more about all of those things, to open up my own mind and awareness of what does and doesn't need to change, and to back me up when I'm making those arguments and having those discussions with other people. Because that's a big part of this. We need to be going out and acting on these things, not just liking the odd Instagram post, or believing that because we follow someone who's different to us, that means that we've got this all covered. Because with all of that, and all of the huge strides that have been made towards us recognising one another, recognising the struggles that each other face and supporting one another through those struggles, it still feels as though the world, especially the world of feminism, is missing something quite significant. Because what we seem to be forgetting is that this battle for balance and equality, it's not just about men and women. I am totally using air quotes there. Actually, we know fine well that even those terms are just labels. They're boxes that society likes to squish us into and measure us by. It's time we started recognising that these things we call masculine and feminine qualities or strengths or challenges, they aren't about somebody who was born physically as a man or who identifies as a woman. They're about the different types of energies. They're about the yin and the yang. You know that old Taoist symbol that is a circle 
with a black and a white shape inside of it, each with a dot of the opposite colour in them, and the two interlock together and form a perfectly balanced picture. That represents two different polarities of energy, the yin being the flow, the surrender, the beauty, the receiving, the emotion and the letting go. The yang being the action, the outward facing, the thought, the drive, the practicality. The yin being the moon, effectively, and the yang being the sun. The yin being what we would traditionally refer to as feminine, and the yang being more about what society has come to describe as masculine. But yet, that doesn't mean that only those who identify as men can and do embody the yang energy, or that only those who identify as women can or do embody and celebrate the yin. That's the kind of bullshit society tells us to keep us in those boxes we spoke about. And that's the bullshit that really needs to be broken down if feminism is ever going to be less about one over the other and more about true equality and true, true balance in our lives and in the world. Balance for every single one of us. To me, this whole world is about that balance that we see in that old symbol. As are each and every one of us. Because neither is better or worse than the other. Neither is higher or lower, and none of us ever need to be either definitively yin or definitively yang. Instead, we all need to be free to embrace all, as people and as a world, to embrace both in perfect balance, the balance that's right for each and every one of us individually. So in short, I guess that's what this podcast is all about. Balance. It's about learning to find our own way through and out of the boxes and the patterns that society has squished us into, and to find the balance that's right for us personally instead. There's more to it than that, because how do we find that balance until we really truly know ourselves? So a big fat chunk of this work of the Divine Feminist, maybe this is where the divine bit comes from, is about connecting into ourselves. It's about stopping, diving through all of that shit that has built up over the years, and all of that stuff that we truly believe we should be doing, Although we've come to believe is true for us, simply because we've seen it in so many places outside of ourselves. It's about learning to get quiet, to dig past all of that, and to reconnect with and get to know that real spark of who you are, who I am, who each of us are. Because I firmly believe that until we get to know that truest, most real, most beautiful part within us, we won't be able to bring ourselves into balance. We won't know ourselves. And with that, we can't really change the world. Now, all of that isn't to say that this podcast will be a holy spiritual journey. Just because the word divine is in the title doesn't mean that we're going to spend all of our time talking about gods and goddesses. Although there will definitely be some spiritual influences. Similarly, just because the word feminist is in the title doesn't mean it's always going to get political around these parts. Although, Given that our world is political and given that this imbalance and this disconnect is playing out on some of the biggest stages, thanks in big part to our politics, politics are definitely going to crop up here. Sometimes this podcast will be serious. Sometimes it'll be funny. Sometimes it will feature amazingly eloquent and wonderful guests that I respect and adore. And sometimes it'll include me and my ramblings and learnings from this journey into reintegration so far. At no point in all of this will I try and convince you that this journey to balance, to reintegration, to reconnection is a one-stop shop. I so wish I could tell you that was it. But it's just not. 
The truth is that every single day we are learning and growing and changing. And with that, we remember. We start to recognise what feels wrong for us. We start to remember what feels right. And we plug back in, day after day, moment after moment, in every different part of our life, in so many different ways. It's not always easy, but it is beautiful. Because all in all, that's what this podcast comes back to. A journey back to balance, both the common sense of it and the magic. It's a journey of refinding that balance and we're going to take it together twice a month to help question the ways that those societal boxes have squished us before and help us to remember the ways in which we can live life in a more balanced way that's right for us in all ways. Reintegrating our roots and our wings, our sparkles and our shit, our shadow and our light, our good and our bad, every single part of this journey that is fulfillment. This journey that is what life is all about until it becomes our every day and our every step. This has just been a really short introduction to that journey. The Divine Feminist podcast will be back again in two weeks and I'm really excited about it. I really hope you are too. Thank you so much for listening to The Divine Feminist. If you'd like to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes below. If you want to know more in general, head over to Instagram where it's at divine.feminist or to my website, karenroundtree.com slash divinefeminist. I'll be back again with another episode in two weeks. But until then, I'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch if you have any questions, feedback or suggestions of what you'd like to hear. If you don't want to miss out on future episodes, be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast store. And hey, if you feel so cold, maybe give us a rating there too. Ideally five stars. Until next time though, thank you and take care.